Ah. Let's do this one. I heard God laughing. Yep. On the back of the book. Forever dance. I am happy even before I have a reason. I am full of light even before the sky can greet the sun or the moon. Dear companions, we have been in love with God for so very, very long. What can Hafiz do but forever dance? So for the next hour, Laura's going to put music on and we're going to dance. (laughs) (laughs) Or meditate. I am happy even before I have a reason. Cool. That's a perfect lead-in. Because it's really nice during the meditation, and actually before we even started, obviously, with all the kind of playfulness and joyfulness and laughing, um, that's just really what was present in meditation for me today in all this, is that that statement of having more joy and having it more abundantly and also becoming like a little child and the playfulness that comes with that and, of course, the innocence, because in that, in that playfulness, there is a natural joy. That's why I love this statement right here. I am happy even, bef- even before I have a reason. How about with no reason at all? So it's that natural, childlike, joyful state. <laughs> I have no idea what else I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm dancing right now. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I'm sure I'll say something when it comes present. <laughs> Well, there's no coincidence we have that acronym LAF. You know, it's just so interesting how this world works. And, you know, as we grow up from becoming little children, if you really begin to, in a sense, look back and see little children today in case you don't remember what it was like, that by just looking at children today, it's a great reminder because with that, you see their natural playfulness and their natural curiosity. They love exploring. You notice that? They just love to explore, try things out. They don't know the fear. You know, they learn, of course, oop, too hot, oop, that hurts. But there's that innocence, and that's that natural exploration that often it takes to begin that greater journey into spirit, that we have to move back to that. Because, you see, all these other things are states or conditions or limitations that we simply have grown into. And in this world, that's good. Because a lot of that helps us to protect the body, to take care of the body so that we can have our physical experience while we're here. But then to realize that when it comes time to begin to enter into the spiritual journey, we have to return back to that state of innocence, that curiosity, the joyfulness of the child. Because in there is the freedom. 
there's not the limitations or the rules, the laws, you know, the karmic laws, all that kind of stuff. There's just that freedom to explore. Because in truth, as we learn and grow up in this world, we do learn and through the learning we take on the laws of the land. The laws in the land work for us and against us. They work for us here, but they work against us in spirit. So it's important to recognize the differences in that way and to honor how that works. That while we're here in the land, you know that saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do? So we're in the physical universe, do as the physical laws demand and ask, because they'll hold you to it. That's just part of how that works. Sometimes we, what? Rebel against it, right? We don't like it, so we're going to rebel. We'll go against that. But where does that usually end up getting us? In trouble, right? Yeah, that's one thing I know very well as a kid. Getting in trouble a lot. And that's part of what happens in this world. So sometimes we learn through the school of hard knocks, but we still learn. So it's important to acknowledge that and begin to find a way within ourselves to honor and respect, if I can use that, or I'd rather prefer accept the laws of the land. Because as we move into acceptance, we let go of the struggle. We let go of the fight. We let go of making it wrong or making it right. And then we find ourselves in a state of freedom. Oh, my God, I'm in freedom even when I'm, in a sense, restricted by all these laws around me. That's right. To live in the world but not of the world. To live in the world in our inner freedom spiritually. But to also live by the law of the land. So just because you choose to honor the physical laws and ways doesn't mean you have to be restricted or bound by it. It just means you're participating. But it's how you're participating inside of yourself that either binds you or that you can walk in freedom. Acceptance is a big, big, big key in this journey. Not just of ourselves, not just of others, but even these principles or the laws of the land, as I've been saying here. There are these karmic laws that the soul is here to experience, and that's the journey here. Without them, the soul is not going to have this physical experience because there will be nothing to tie it down, to weigh it down, to have the experience in this physical kingdom. And if you can begin to realize that, instead of judging it and fearing it and not liking it, that in the acceptance of that, you can begin to actually appreciate it. My God, think about that. To actually appreciate the very things that we have judged, that we have made wrong, that we don't like, that we've rebelled against. I rebel against authority. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. Is that really rebellion? Well, yeah, in this world it looks like it. But you know what that may also be? That rebellion against authority, you're being told what to do because we don't like to be restricted because the soul knows its freedom, the truth that there are no restrictions. So maybe that part that likes to rebel is a reflection that knows the greater truth of the freedom of spirit. That's a good one to look at. Begin to search, begin to discover more of inside of yourself. 
because that will lead you to the greater spiritual freedom. And along that journey, you'll begin to find the way to tap into and experience more of that freedom. It's kind of like a radio. There's a lot of different stations there, and it's up to us to turn the dial or tune to a particular station or that frequency so that we can pick up on whatever that is being transmitted. That's what I'm talking about here, that we can choose into these different frequencies that are being transmitted. And it's where do we turn our internal dial? Where do we choose to tune ourselves? So as we go into meditation, we can begin to tune ourselves more into that spiritual freedom, that greater joy. That's what we're doing in meditation. But then it's learning how to keep coming back to that, learning how to live into that. And through that, we get what comes with it. We'll begin to find ourselves, if we're truly living this pathway, we will begin to find ourselves beginning to experience more of that childlike innocence. It's not something you need to make happen or to force. You can't force that. That is something you just open and allow to begin to experience as a part of your beingness. It really is your beingness. The nature of the soul is joyful. The nature of the soul is freedom. The nature of the soul is loving. So as you have that experience, acknowledge what that is. And then allow that joy and the freedom to come into and express through every level of your consciousness so that you can begin to live that here even in this physical body where it may be challenging. To begin to have a good laugh, but to begin to accept the limitations here and realize they don't have to restrict you. And by having a good laugh is a great way to begin to Take off the restrictions to unlimit or unbind yourself. But it's often those fears that we come up against. Because what did we do as a child? Well, we were more playful and innocent in exploring and curious. But often what happened? No, don't do that. Don't touch that. Bad boy, bad girl. Punishment. So we learn that along the way. So we become fearful of now exploring, reaching out, having fun. Wipe that smile off of your face. Ever heard that one? What are you laughing about? So we learn as we go along. And so, yes, it can be challenging for a time to start to move through those things. Because even though we may not have the parent or authority figure telling us that anymore in our lives physically, it still lives inside. So there's that voice that was once outside, now living inside, still telling us these things. Bad girl, bad boy, don't do those things. And so we keep living that restriction or suppression, because in truth that's what it is, it's a suppression. But now we're doing it to ourselves because we bought into it. I know this sounds kind of bad, right? But a lot of these things, we're just learning how to live in the world. But we can begin to find ourselves in a place 
where we can now see how these things have served us and to love them and how they have served us, but no longer to let them restrict us so that we begin to now support or acknowledge ourselves and begin to change the internal programming. Be your own parent now to that child inside. Using positive affirmation, using positive feedback, positive reinforcement. Or how about if I just say loving, uplifting? That way we don't make it positive and negative. But that's what a lot of it is. So it may sound a lot of positive at first. Because that can begin to open the door to the greater loving. Because you could go, good girl, good boy. And then all of a sudden build all this goodness up that turns into righteousness. So it actually begins to create now a limitation in a different way than one of being wrong or doing wrong or doing bad and being punished for it. You learn to be a good girl, be a good boy, and here's your reward. And so, yeah, we, we focus on the good and doing the good to get the reward. If I'm a good boy or good girl, I get to go to heaven, right? If I'm a bad boy or bad girl, I go to hell. But yet those reside side by side within us all the time. So even we think, okay, I'm doing the good, I'm doing the good, I'm going to heaven, I'm getting the reward. But yet there's a part inside of us now that is fearful to even look at the bad. We fear the evil. That holds us back just as much as not participating in the good. That's the strange thing about this. That's why it's such a complex world and why there's often so much confusion or doubt, especially as we begin to now move on a spiritual path because it is so different in how that works or functions as compared to how we've been brought up in the world. So that way we need to begin to look at how these have worked, how we've been brought up in them, and now begin to evaluate, an internal evaluation, and begin to see, is this still working for me? Or is this beginning to create greater pain and separation? And if it is, do I want to keep doing it? Simple choices now. Where before as a child, you didn't think you had a choice because your parents made you do it or somebody made you do it. But if you're not a child anymore and you're the adult and make your own decisions to take care of yourself, you're the one making the decisions. So what are you choosing now? But Brian, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know what else to do. I don't, I don't know what to do. That's the journey now, the little child, the curiosity, the discovery, to begin to search, to begin to seek, to search out. Isn't that why you're here? Isn't that why you're listening to these words right now, that you're seeking, searching? To find the way out of the limitation, the restriction, the laws of cause and effect, the reward, the punishment, to get free of it. So we need to take the words in and begin to apply them. And a lot of it truly is just retraining ourselves. Literally, if you find yourself, bad girl, bad boy, turn it right around. In that moment, you hear yourself doing that. Go, you know what? I'm not a bad person. I love and accept myself exactly for who I am and how I am right now. 
I am a loving child of God. See, I'm just making a positive affirmation. So I'm doing. That's all we need to do in ourselves. You know, there is this other part that as we speak in here that the meditation, the initiation, this path to sun and light is the main and primary focus, and it is. But there's another part that comes with this journey, and that is the part of us now taking responsibility. How many times have we heard Jim say, taking responsibility for our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, and our reactions? That's the part I'm talking about right now, is how we can begin to take greater responsibility to begin to change that programming inside Yes, loving, acceptance, forgiveness are those three main keys of doing that. But sometimes, maybe there's other little tools we can use, and that's what I'm speaking of now. To begin to take that negative feedback, that negative talk we have in ourselves, and begin to turn it around. Instead of tearing us down, how about if we boost ourselves up? Because that's the movement and the direction and the spirit is up. To go up. Isn't it funny to tear down, to lift up? The direction's right in the words, right in these little sayings we have. I feel down today. That's right. I'm so up today. I'm joyful. That's another way of saying what? I'm up. I'm up in the spirit. The joyous spirit is living within me right now because that's where I'm focused. Yeah, and it's the moment all of a sudden something can happen and also now we're focused down and out and now into the depression, the suppression, the sadness, the tears, and the pain. But guess what? It can turn around just as quick too. We can turn right around, let it go, and move back into the joy, the upliftment, the laughter, the fun, the freedom. It can turn that quick. It seems like it takes forever to turn it around, doesn't it, when we're down to try to get up? When we're up, it can turn around. We go down so quick. I don't know why it works that way. It just must be the law of gravity. Oh, the law of gravity. Welcome to karma. It just pulls us down. But by beginning to look at our internal programming is a way we begin to, I don't want to say work against gravity because we don't work against anything. All we do is acknowledge the way it works, and then we begin to find a way that we can begin to overcome it. Not making it bad or wrong, but simply learning how it works and then learning how spirit works beyond that. So as you move forward, when you find yourself in your own negative internalizations, begin to look at that. Journal about it if you want. You can make a journal. Some of you have probably heard of this exercise before. You can have a page and write a, across the top, say, positive and negative. And then down the middle, you know, the line and say, here's all the positive things I internalize and say about myself. And here's all the negative things, all my negative self-talk. If you haven't done that or haven't done it in a while, maybe it'd be a nice review to do something like that, to begin to write down. Because a lot of these things will run unconsciously, and if we don't give them a conscious focus or pay attention to what we're doing inside of ourselves, that it keeps running, 
And even if it's running unconsciously, it's pulling us down. This pathway is a path of conscious awareness and conscious participation because in that is how we begin to regain our authority over all of these things that we've allowed to run us. So this is a pathway of empowerment or gaining our authority back once again. And these are some of the things we can do to take that power back. Be willing to look at yourself to confront inside of you the negative as well as the positive. You can't avoid any of it. Sometimes there's greater gain in freedom by really looking at the negative, maybe even more than the positive. But even if you don't do a little journal exercise like that, it's a way to get it out and really see it. Just do it even as you're walking throughout the day. You know that self-critiquer, you judge the way you look, you judge the way you talk, you judge the way you act, you judge the way you dress, you judge how whatever. Just be aware of it. And instead of getting down about it, woe is me, in the pity party for the self, how about maybe doing something different with it? Not as a have to, but what if we could approach it like a little child approaches a game? Ooh, this is going to be fun. We're learning something new and having a new experience, and it's a joyful experience. It can be that way. It really can be that way. Jim and I do these little games ourselves. One of my favorite little ones that I've seen Jim do is when he's doing his positive affirmation. I'll hear him once in, once in a while go, what a good boy am I. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. See how you're giggling? I, every time I hear that, it just makes me giggle. What a good boy am I. That's the child inside that he's talking to. And that's the child we all have inside. That's why it got the giggle, the response. There's the joy. It's a great way to tap into that. Why not talk to the child more like that? Because that's the way we can begin to find more of that joy and to have it more abundantly. You've got to tap into that little kid inside there. It's an important part of this journey. Yes, it is about the soul, but it is also about the soul's experience and expression through all the different levels of consciousness and that little child inside is a big important part of that so pay attention to that kid in there begin to love it more begin to have more fun begin to play with yourself no laughs on that one oh, well what a good boy am i <laughs> yeah i used to get in trouble Get the little whack on the bottom there, you know, for being what a bad boy. It didn't stop me, though. <laughs> That's the funny thing. May have delayed some things a little bit. So begin to look at what you do inside with your child. And begin to do something about it. If you don't like it, if you judge it, you're in pain, if you're in fear, do something about it. Seriously, begin to do something with it. Take some action. It doesn't have to be a big process. 
It can be simply, just like I said, right in the moment to say, what a good boy am I? What a good girl am I? Just simple little steps like that. But not just once. Over and over, whenever these things show up. Just keep repeating it. And guess what begins to happen? You actually become that. You begin to live it. And then life really is more joyful. And actually begins to become more fun. Even when the heavy stuff sets in. When you begin to live more of that joyful innocence of the child, even when the life challenges, the stressors come in, you will begin to handle these things very differently. Just because your outlook on life is now different than what it used to be, just your perception of your life experience changes through taking action. And that makes all the difference with how your life unfolds. So what are you saying? Am I truly the creator of my life? That's right. And we create through our perception. So if we have a negative, bad perception, guess what we create? If we have a positive, good perception, guess what we create? If we have a joyful, loving perception, guess what we create? So yeah, I wish we could all just be loving, be joyful. And we can be, and we are. But on this level, it often takes time and training and effort if we're not there to move there. So these are just little tidbits of information, little keys that we can use to support ourselves along the way. I think it's on the... ILM Toolbox CD, where the original Loving, Accepting, Forgiving, the LAF acronym we have, and it has a forgiveness meditation on there. Jim does a sharing, not only about LAF, but there's an affirmational statement on there where he says to create your own affirmation of those qualities you want to embody and to say them with power, I am loving, I am spiritual, to say it with force so that it really begins to move your state of consciousness where you feel restricted and locked in, that you begin to break that free and now begin to embody more of those qualities that you would wish to. If you haven't heard that or listened to that CD at all or in a while, check it out again. The keys, the principles are right on there. And if you have a challenge doing that, That's why the forgiveness meditation is on there. Sometimes we just need to forgive ourselves and love ourselves to even get into reprogramming in a more of a joyful, positive nature. That's why they're both on there together. They go hand in hand. So what I'm talking about right now and why we even call it the toolbox, what do you do with tools? You build things. It's work, right? That's the inner work. Meditation's not work. Loving God's not work. That's the grace. That's the truth. That's the being. The inner work is in ourselves, in our own inner kingdoms, with ourselves. Mind, emotions, the body. All we're doing is using these keys to open the doors to the consciousness to allow the loving that the soul is, that God is, 
that we tap into in meditation to come into and through all these doors of our inner consciousness so that we set ourselves free in where we have created our own bondage. Because we do. We come in and live down and out. And then we forget where the keys are. Sometimes we even forget where the door is to get out. So all we're doing here is pointing to where the doors are and giving you the keys that you can begin to open those doors and to set yourself free. That's the inner work. That's your part to do. That's your responsibility. But sometimes we need to even remove the word work because usually most of us are too tired. We need a break from work, right? So how about if we start calling it inner play? Child's play. Children love to play. Even if it's a game where they're learning, they love to play and they're learning in the process. So why not make this journey the same way? The game of life. That we can begin to play. And it's not so much work. 